I come for a people that have sought and have laid out before me and have given their lives to me. I come for a people that will hear my voice in this hour that will focus on me. For it is not about the works that you do, but it is about me. So lay down the works that you think you do and just focus on me. Just, just bask in my presence. Just come and lay at my feet. And I will do the great and mighty works through you. I will save the lost. I will heal the sick. I will transform and renew. You just come and you be with me, says the Lord. For I will come again. And will you not know it? I shall come again, says the Lord. says as you keep your focus on me the Lord says I'm taking you into a realm that is uncomfortable for your flesh but I'm letting you know my sons and my daughters that my grace is sufficient for you I'm taking you into a place where you will break bread with your brothers and sisters on a new level a new level of my compassion, a new level of my love, a new level of forgiveness, a new level of laying down your lives for one another, a new way to prefer one another, a new way to exhort one another and strengthen each other. For God says if you put down the deeds of your flesh, surely you will walk in my spirit. My spirit knows no sin. My spirit knows no covetousness. My spirit knows no greed. My spirit knows no hate. My spirit knows no division. Yes, I'm breathing on my church anew. Yes, I'm breathing on you as you allow me to breathe on you as you allow me to take my breath and put it upon you and put it within you and put it all through you for it is my grace that has been given to you but you have to receive it in entirety and I'm bringing you into a unity my church will not know any color my church will not know any limitations. My church will not know any divisions. My church will not know any separation. How many of you just received those beautiful prophetic words this morning? Amen. 
We just grab a hold of them and tuck them deep in our spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. We're going to go ahead and continue to worship God in our giving this morning. And isn't that incredible to think that we can love God in our giving, that we can say, God, this is part of my worship to you. What an awesome opportunity. Amen. God is so faithful, isn't he? All checks payable to ECC. If you do donate by cash, just complete a tithe envelope. Those are right on the backs of the pews for you. If you'd like to donate this morning or submit your tithes via credit card, that's just fine. You'll see a special envelope with the flap open. Uh, for those of you who have joined us via the podcast, God bless you this morning. We miss you. We love you. We pray for you regularly. We're so glad that you're part of us. We thank God for technology so we can still come together and worship regardless of where we're physically located. So if you would like to submit your regular giving or any special offerings, if you look on the upper right-hand corner of your computer screen or your phone, you will see a hyperlink that says Donate Now. And you can just click on that and submit your offering immediately, and we'll receive it and promise to use it for God's purposes and to further His kingdom. Amen? Amen. So as you're giving, let's just take a minute and pray over the offering. Father, we thank you for this opportunity this morning to love you via our giving. Father, to love you via our worship. And so, Father, we sow our seed, believing and trusting, God, that you will exponentially increase it. Father, that it would reach the ends of the earth for your glory and for your kingdom purposes. So bless all those that are able to give, those that are not. Continue to give seed to the sower. And so, Father, we just praise you in our giving this morning. Amen. His presence, that's all we want. Let's just pray this morning. If you can, I'm going to invite you to kneel. Oh God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for a fresh outpouring of your spirit. We thank you that, God, we gather in your house, that we are your house. And, God, we pour our hearts out this morning. God, we want nothing in us that is not you. So we lay down anything that separates us from you. We pour out our hearts. We ask you for that gift of repentance. We ask you, God, for that grace and that mercy so that we can be vessels yielded to you. You're not
not looking for gold vessels. You're not looking for silver vessels. You're just looking for yielded vessels. So God, we pour our hearts out. And we ask you, Jesus, forgive us. Restore us. Cleanse us. And Father, we ask you for ears to hear your word. And we ask you for the ability to go and do. To go and do. And God, we just thank you. Thank you that the more of you in us is gain. The more of life in Christ in us is gain. So Jesus, just rest right now on us and fill us up. Hallelujah. 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 Just praise him. Praise him. And begin to thank him. Just begin to thank him. You can think of all kinds of stuff to complain about. But begin to thank him. Thank him. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus Just begin to thank him right where you're at Even at home Wherever you're watching live stream Wherever you're listening Begin to thank him Thank him for his Holy Spirit Jesus. Hallelujah. I just want to share this morning just a few words because I want to go back into worship. I want us to worship him with our ears this morning as you listen to the word. Amen. And I'm not going to be before you long because the Holy Ghost is here and he does it all. But I just want to share a little bit about Pentecost because there's there's the truths that we've been taught and there's good but there's the truths if we look back to the roots of what God was saying you know if you heard the prophetic word of the Lord you heard we have to seek we have to pray we have to read our word we've got to go back that's what God's saying to us in this hour it's time to go back to the foundations Sometimes we just got to be reminded. How many of you sometimes you got to be reminded where you came from? You got to be reminded of all that he's done for you. You got to be reminded to pray 
pray, pray. Read his word. People go seeking. I need advice. I need wisdom. Just go to the word. He talks about everything relating to you in that word. We've got to seek him. God said today, he's empowering us in a new, fresh way. But he spoke to my heart and he said, you just can't go back. You can't keep doing church the way we've always done it. He said, I'm calling my people to consecrate, to surrender. And in case you don't get it, he's calling you to be different. He's calling me to be different, consecrated, set apart, not because you're all that in a bag of chips, but because he's saying, I want my people separate unto me. I want them to hear me, think me, do me all day long. Whatever I say, just do. Whatever I put in you, do it. He said in Acts 1.14 that they all came together devoted, single-mindedly to prayer. When those apostles went to the upper room, They came together with a single mind and a single heart to pray and do what? Seek God. Did you hear the prophetic words this morning? Unity. One mind, one heart. Who is he saying? He says, I'm going to pour out my Ruach HaKodesh, my Holy Spirit, but it can only be on you and be in you if you receive it. No more church as usual. No more just a nice service. He's going to challenge us every step of the way. As I was studying Pentecost, Pentecost is also lined up with Shavuot, the Jewish holiday we're in. And, Jew and uh, Shavuot is the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of uh, Harvest, First Fruits. An interesting thing is that the Jews were encouraged to bring an offering to the temple. So Shavuot was all about harvest, but it was all about giving giving not what's in it for me not what do I get out of this it was all about giving but the interesting thing was if you count Passover and this Passover has been without a shadow of a doubt one of the well is the only Passover where since Bible times, the Jews came into their homes alone. They could only be alone with their family this Passover that we just celebrated. And that's never been done. Even in my childhood, when we celebrated Passover, we had to all go over to Grandma's house. But not this Passover. 
this Passover, you were only allowed to be in your home with your family. So if this Passover was significant, putting the blood over the doorpost, recognizing the shed blood of Jesus, then how much more is Shavuot significant? So I began to ask God, I said, okay, I get it. Passover, Shavuot, they're the same season and that was no mistake. Well, what, what were you thinking, God? He said it was a season now of harvest, of giving. And I said, okay, about giving and receiving the Holy Ghost. I said, but it's not about stuff. It's not about money. He said, 50 days between Passover and Shavuot. Jubilee. This is a season where I'm setting my people free, God said. You've been set free. But he said, I gave. That's why I connected the two, Cheryl. I gave. He says, I gave the one thing that was so precious to me. My son. I said, God, what are you saying? He goes, I want my people to spend time reflecting. Shavuot is always a time of reflection. How can I do better? How can I be better? How can you be better? And God began to speak to my heart. He said, it's that time where I'm causing you to discover things. How many of you have discovered some stuff during this season? <laughs> Some of it we don't like that we discovered about us. And we said, okay, God, take it. I'm giving it, take it. But he said something else. He said, it's a time to give. He says, I'm calling my people not to just plunk the buckets. He said, because I got more money than you know what to do with. He says, but I'm calling my people to give of themselves. I said, okay, God. He says, I bring you together in unity to love. And how many of you know this has been a hard season? I believe that the world has gone through a hard season. But in America, we got more dumped on us. Well, what do you mean, Dr. Cheryl? Let's look at what's been going on, the political unrest. The racism. I ain't just talking about the black community. I'm talking about the Jewish community. Anti-Semitism is on the rise. Oh, but... We know that never happened, Dr. Cheryl. The Holocaust, that's all made up. No. No. Racism, anti-Semitism, hatred, anger, violence, rage, demons, spirits of hell. And who's going to make the difference? We got to 
You got to. I got to. Listen to me. I was looking at something in the Hebrew this morning. It's called Poechakunash. You go, what on earth is that? It means God spoke, life is precious to me. And he said, I want my people to be filled with my Holy Spirit and go make a difference. Saints, we are the body of Christ. We've got to speak up. We've been politically correct. We've been so tolerant. When people are murdered for just living, we got issues. I don't care what the media tells you. George was a man of God. He spread Jesus to every person he came into contact with. I don't care what the media tells you. There are a zillion Jews that have died for just being. Just being. I don't care what media tells you. They all need to get saved for the most part. So pray for them. Pray for our enemies. Pray for George's family. Pray for Aubrey's family. My God, don't go jogging. How many of you hear what I'm saying? But in Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that's where we're going to make a difference. But we got to take what we've got and go speak. You know, there was a movie, Schindler's List. And, uh, you know, I just love Liam Neeson. And I thought, what a great quote he made in that movie. And as I studied, I found out it wasn't his. It was a rabbi who came up with, to save one life is to save the world. That's how we're going to make a difference. That's how the disciples and the apostles made a difference. They were one life and they got filled with the Holy Ghost and you couldn't shut them up after that. One life at a time. That's how you make a difference. That's how you fight racism, hatred, anger, violence, rage, anti-Semitism, you name it. That's how you fight. One life at a time. When the Holy Spirit got poured out, <laughs> they were all in the upper room. You know, I went to the upper room. I went to the upper room and I said, I'm walking around the upper room and I'm like, okay, God, how come I don't feel nothing? He goes, well, what are you looking to feel? I said, well, I don't feel any goosebumps or anything. It's just a room. He said, bingo. He said, that's what it is. It's just a room. But it becomes an empowering, impacting, incredible wind blowing when my people are 
filled up. You're getting filled today. Because it's not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. He says, I want you just like they did. And they were in the middle of racism. They were in the middle of racism. Jews were persecuted. They were in the middle of political unrest. Rome had to be the power of the day. And yet, they changed the world. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I want to change the world. But it's going to require us to rise up. He said, with every new move comes a new sound. You are the new sound. You got to speak up. You got to voice the truth of the word of God. You got to take a stand. Even if you're going to get booed, who cares? You got to draw people back into the house of the Lord if they were there once and they're no longer there. You got to pull people back into prayer. We got to get pulled back into intercession, prayer, hitting the heavenlies. And listen to me, don't just pray for the victims who have been massacred. They weren't even just murdered, they were massacred. Pray for their enemies. Pray for the police. Pray for the municipalities. Pray for the president. Pray. I don't care if you don't like them. As long as they have life in them breathing, pray for them. How many of you hear me this morning? Listen, God told me, he says, I'm drawing a line. I'm drawing a line in this hour. I'm drawing a line. I said, Lord, what do you mean? He goes, there's going to be those that are just happy and comfortable to go to church. Those that are just okay with watching me even just live stream and getting their little Holy Ghost. He goes, I'm drawing a line. He goes, that's not enough. I'm drawing a line to those that want as much of me as they can get. I want as much of him as I can get. And then he said one other thing. He said, if you want to know what I want the church to look like, if, I, if you want to know what I want you to look like, go to Isaiah 61 and study it. Don't just read it. Don't just read a page and walk away and say, well, I did my Bible study for today. He says, read it. He says, I want the church, you, me, all of us to be those who spread the good news. Those that help set the captives free. Those who will let my glory rise up in them. Those who will help comfort those who need to receive beauty for ashes and joy for their mourning. He said, this is a season of divine turnaround. He says, there is a divine faith.
face-off be going, be going on between me and my people. It's a face-off. I'm drawing a line. And he says, I'm going to turn everything around. It's a time of transitioning. Well, what does that mean? We need in this house people to arise and say, I'll help. I'll help learn. I'll help train. I'll help reproduce myself so that people can go and come and go and come. And there doesn't have to be any lack in the house. Be a reproducer. Reproduce yourself. How? One life at a time. He says, I'm turning everything around. And he says, I'm going to turn the tables on the enemy's plans. He's turning the tables. We win. We win. We win. If we'll go out with the Holy Ghost and do and be a voice speak when we can speak one life at a time that's the challenge to us on this Pentecost because it's a Pentecost like no other Pentecost yeah we're going to receive a seed offering for Pentecost but I want you to go one step further don't just pluck, pluck something in the bucket but as you drop it, say, I'm going to be Pentecost. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to be a life who has changed and who wants to help others change. I'm going to be a life that'll speak something when I see injustice. And then I'm going to be a life that'll help do something when I see injustice. You know, I used to, when I was, I was born and raised Catholic, and when I was growing up, they always had a, a department in the church, in the Catholic church, the Department of Justice for injustice. And I'd be like, what in the world does that mean? And I never really thought much about it. And then, I went to Camden, New Jersey on a mission trip and I hit the streets with the teams and we began to minister to prostitutes and to homeless and to alcoholics and drug addicts and man, what an eye-opener. And I heard the Lord just whisper in my ear, justice. And again, you know, I let it kind of go by and I thought, what does that have to do? You know, because in my mind, Justice was just simply right's right and wrong's wrong. And then, in these last seasons, God said, you wanted to know injustice? I'm going to show you some injustice. And people began to record injustice on their phones. And people began to speak of the injustice. Listen, this season is so not about George Floyd was murdered and now we have all this activity, political unrest and rioting and looting. Listen, 
I said yesterday to God, I said, we don't have any Martin Luther Kings. We don't have them. Where are they? Where are the Bobby Kennedys? And God said, that's where I'm calling the church. He goes, I'm not going to raise up one man. I'm not going to raise up one woman. He goes, and if my leaders won't speak up, I'll shout it from the rocks. I'm speaking up. I'm speaking up. For Bishop, for the EACM community, and for this house of evangel, we are multicultural. We don't care where you've come from. We only know what Jesus has done in you since. And we are a people that are going forward filled with the Holy Ghost. And we're going to continue to do just what we've always done. One life at a time. And you cut the past off and you don't look back. Because God is the judge of the universe. And all injustice is coming down. All injustice. He'll deal with the abortions because life don't matter. He'll deal with the racism because life don't matter. All it matters to God. And he will not be stopped. And we're going to be the vessels. We don't have to be perfect. We just have to be completely sold out to him. So I challenge you today. It's Pentecost. You're being filled up as you worship and as you praise. But don't go out of here unless your heart has been made right. And unless you are so full of the Holy Ghost that we won't be able to contain you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to look the way he intended us to look. Lift your hands. Say, Jesus, I want to be what you intended the church to be i don't care where i came from it's where i'm going so use me to crush the parts of the enemy crush racism crush sin crush anger violence anti-semitism Crush the works of the enemy because we are the people of God and we're going to look like what you intended. Hallelujah! Your goodness. Let us be kind. 
past experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness.